Welcome to Mo Chats, the podcast, a podcast about women stepping out of their comfort zone to live life on their terms. What if you truly believe you have the ability to create the life you want? What if you decide to live life out of the box? And what if you decide to ignore the naysayers and take bold steps to build your vision? Now, what would that vision look like? Every episode, we chat with women on the journey of stepping out of their comfort zone and living life on their terms. Now I'm your host, Mo Jones. Hello, welcome to the pilot episode of Mo Chats. I am so excited to be joining you today. And this has been a long time in the making. I cannot believe I am actually recording my very first podcast and I will tell you I am scared. I am terrified to be doing this. I am not an expert. I'm figuring it out as I go along. I have been wanting to do this for the longest time and it is finally coming to fruition and I want to take you on the journey of me stepping out of my comfort zone and inspire you along the way. So many times I know women who have the dream, who have the whispers where they want to do something and life gets in the way, right? Whether it's marriage, raising the kids, work, you know, family responsibilities and other things that get in the way or that we tell ourselves get in the way and keep us from really following that dream and that goal that we want to take. But I am here today, now, in this present moment to tell you and share with you about stepping out of the comfort zone. And I want to bring you all along with me for the ride. It will not always be perfect and I will make mistakes along the way, but that is the beauty of it. There is beauty in the journey and I want you all to come along with me and be part of this perfectly imperfect journey that I am about to embark on. I want to give you a little background as to how all this came to be for me. Just a little story to take you to the beginning. About six years ago, my little daughter, my younger daughter, who I will refer to as girly number two, I have two daughters, girly one is just the firstborn and girly two is the secondborn. Six years ago, girly two was in kindergarten and I get this call from food services. Food services manages the lunch accounts for children. So I get this call that says, it's one of those robo calls and it says, hello, your child's account reflects a negative balance. Please replenish your child's account. And as I'm listening to this message, I'm also looking at the phone and I'm trying to understand negative account, replenish funds. I'm literally playing this in my head and I'm telling myself, well, wait a minute. I pack her lunch every single day. She's coming home with an empty lunchbox. How is it possible that she has a negative balance in her account? So after I get that call, I call over to girly two and I say, come on over girly two. I replay this scenario to her and explain to her this phone call that I have just received. 
And suddenly, as I'm saying this story to her and asking her questions, she has suddenly put on this grin on her face and she's literally grinning from ear to ear. And it's almost like I have literally found her out and her plan and scheme has been discovered. And so as I proceed to ask her about it, she goes on to tell me that she gets so hungry at school that she not only has to eat one, but two lunches, two, mind you, two lunches. And her stomach growling so much that children as far as the other side of the world can hear her stomach growling. Okay, now mind you, she is five. Lunchtime is not that long. It's probably about 20, 30 minutes tops. At five years old in kindergarten, most kids can barely get through their lunch. My child has managed to get through not one, but two lunches, two lunches. So anyway, after going through this and experiencing this story with her, I found it hilarious because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I have the kid who eats not only her own lunch, but two lunches. Most parents are at this point are usually begging their kids to eat or just take a bite of food. But no, I have the kid that wants to eat every single food under the sun, which I guess there could be worse problems to have. But the story was so funny that I kept replaying it in my head and all of a sudden I got this little whisper and the whisper said, write about it. And I remember getting this nudge and thinking to myself, write about it. You know how when something happens and, you know, our bodies are really great indicators, right? As women, I truly believe we have great intuition. And a lot of the times that intuition comes to us, but I think we choose to ignore our intuition or we just kind of let it come and go, never really paying attention to it. And it actually started with like a little nudge that said, write about it. That nudge then turned into a whisper and that whisper then turned into a roar. Now, I had never written anything before in my life. I've written the standard college paper, grad school papers, research papers. I had done that. But to write creatively, to tell a story was not something I had ever done before. And all of a sudden, I was getting this whisper to write. And it was so crazy because as I got the whisper, there was a part of me that said, oh my goodness, this feels so strange. But then there was this other part of me that was like, do it. You can do this. Like I was really excited about it. And I was trying to understand what was this new thing coming into my life. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm writing about it. And I literally, I sat down, pulled out my laptop and literally just started typing away. And before I knew it, the words just were flowing through me. And I had written this nice one page story about this incident and I titled it The Tale of the Very Hungry Kindergartner. Now, I finished writing it up and I looked at it, read over it and I was telling myself, wow, 
this isn't bad. This is okay. Like I did this. And even though I had done it and I was kind of, you know, proud of myself for listening to the whisper and sitting down and putting pen to paper, I didn't really share it with anyone. I initially shared it with my husband who thought that it was pretty cool and he thought it was pretty funny. And of course, my husband being the forever supporter that he is was like, that's pretty cool. You should keep writing if you want to keep writing. But me, on the other hand, I decided I wasn't going to share it with anyone for a while. And I kind of just put it away. And my mind kept coming back to it. My mind kept coming back to it. And my mind kept saying, okay, maybe I could do something with it. And I left it to the side, put it to the side for a little bit longer. And finally I decided, I said, you know what? Let me share it with a couple of friends. I kept thinking about why I was not sharing it with friends. Now friends, not even strangers, but with friends. And I realized that fear, that four letter word, F-E-A-R, that word that hovers over us is the word that usually keeps us from being our true self. And I realized that I was allowing fear to keep me from sharing this with friends. And now at that point, I didn't realize how much fear was navigating my life. And so I told myself, okay, just share it with a couple of people, just a couple of people see what they say, and I decided to email it. Emailed it to some friends, and it wasn't a whole lot of friends. I want to say it was probably about maybe 30 friends I shared it with at that point in time. And they all came back to me, responded back to me, and said, wow, this is so funny oh my goodness, hilarious how much your daughter can eat. And not only did they find it hilarious how much my daughter could eat, but it brought a smile to their face. And they all came back to me saying, you did such a great job writing this. Have you ever thought about writing? Now, mind you, this was not some grand, formal, you know, total perfect writer piece. But nonetheless, I had written something that had put a smile on my friends' faces. And I then went on to share it with a few more people in email, but I BCC'd everyone so no one else would know who I was sharing it with. And of course, when you BCC to everyone, you hope that you get a response from everyone. Now... I didn't get a whole lot of responses, but I got a few more responses. And I found myself looking at it and trying to figure out, do I want to keep doing this writing? Or am I just going to sit here and wait for people to tell me they like it and then do the writing? And I had to start thinking, these whispers that I was getting was telling me to do something I had never done before. 
And I could not let other people determine whether or not I decided to pursue it. I had to start believing that if this whisper came alive in me, it came alive for a reason. And I had to start listening to that. And I think that's what keeps so many of us, particularly women, we hold back so much and we don't follow our goals. Now, this was six years ago. Six years ago, this happened, right? So fast forward to four years after writing that piece. So four years later, I decided to finally start putting a block together. I decided I am going to finally pursue this writing and start writing a blog. And I had ideas of how I wanted this blog to look. And I did start my first blog. I actually started two blogs and they never quite were the blog that I really wanted them to be. But what I did learn was that they were my stepping stone to get me to where I am today. Finally, while we were in the pandemic and I had more time to think about my dreams and goals, you know, it's amazing what a pandemic often does for us, right? It causes us to think about our life, where we're at, what do we want to do? It really just puts things in, into a different perspective. And here I was telling myself, what am I waiting for? Am I going to continue to live my life based on fear. And I'm saying this out loud and I want other women to know. And as you hear this, think about that word. Think about how fear and not trusting ourselves keeps us from accomplishing those goals, those little whispers that you hear, the little grumbles that roar louder and louder that really are indicators of what we are supposed to be doing. So now the pandemic has hit. We are on lockdown and for the first time ever, I am working from home. And let me tell you, you don't know how long I have been trying to work from home. My goal the past couple of years, I've been telling myself, what would it be like for me to work from home? And now this opportunity has arrived, albeit forced, but it has arrived. Now, my day job is a speech therapist. And I work with children with disabilities. And I love my job. I do like the fact that I make a difference and I help children with their words. But I also know that sometimes life brings you different chapters and you have to answer the call of different chapters. And that new chapter of exploring my creativity and working from home has been gnawing at me for a while. So I finally decide I'm going to listen to those whispers. And I listened and I put forth that new website. I had pieces and pieces and pieces of writing that I had gathered throughout the years, but never really quite published or posted on a website. And along with my blog, which 
please check out my blog at www.molifeblog.com. I had also wanted to start a podcast. And I initially thought this podcast would start with a friend. We had briefly talked about it and talked about the possibility of that happening, but it never came to fruition because I really think the universe had other plans for me and knew that I needed to stop allowing fear to navigate my life and that it was time that I took steps to bust through that fear. Now, think about it. How often do you get a whisper? How often do you get a nudge? How often do you get that feeling that I should be exploring my goal? I should truly be focusing on working on this thing or that thing, whatever that thing may be, because it's different for everyone, right? My thing will be a different thing for someone else, but we all have that thing. And it could very well be that you are already doing that thing that is meant for you. And if that's the case, that is awesome. That is fantastic. And it lets us know that that can happen. But if you're not doing that thing and you are hiding in fear and you are hiding behind excuses, I really want you to start thinking about that thing. What is that thing that really touches you at the core? What is that thing that whispers at you and says, that job that you're doing right now in that moment is not for you? Now, there are times you've got to do other things before you get to that thing. That is for sure. I have learned that. There are times that you've got to set a path and a foundation that leads you to doing that thing. And so you have to think about what your own journey is about and what that thing is for you. But so many times we wait until we think it's the quote unquote right time, right? The right time. I have to have this perfectly done, or I have to have this this way, or I have to do it perfectly this way before I can move on to it. And yes, there is a role in timing, but if you're ignoring those whispers and you're pushing it to the side, then it's time for you to start thinking about that thing. And it's okay to not have it fully flushed out. I'm telling you right now, I am doing this podcasting and I am not a pro. I am literally figuring it out as I go along. And while I did research and I read and I read some more, scoured the internet, spoke to people that might know about podcasting, you really don't figure it out until you're in the trenches. It's like motherhood, right? Everyone can tell you up the wazoo what motherhood is going to be like. Oh, 
it's going to be wonderful. You're going to love having kids. Or, oh my God, those sleepless nights are horrendous. Or you'll have no more time for yourself. Oh my God, you're going to getting out the door with an infant and babies and kids is going to be a whole other level. No matter how many times people tell you that, until you are actually doing it and living it day in, day out, you have no clue what you are doing. So a lot of times you learn on the job. Just like motherhood is a learn on the job, a lot of the times what we want to do, our dreams or our goals, require on the job training. There are times, yes, if you have to go to school for that goal, you have to go to school, you get the foundation, you get the theories that you need to learn and to understand whatever craft you take on. But think about it. When do you really learn? When you are actually doing it. And so you have to take that idea out of your head that it has to be so perfect before you do it. Sometimes you just got to try and go for it. You just go for it, you jump feet straight in, full in, and take that plunge. And so part of my journey here on this podcast, what I want to do is not only take you along for the ride with me, but I really want to talk to other women who have done this, who are currently doing it also and figuring it out and use them to not only inspire me, but inspire all of you to know that you too can take that leap and take that jump. I want you to understand it's not about perfection. It's not about having every single box checked off. It's really about the beauty in the journey. There is beauty in the journey. And I think we forget that. We focus so much on point A to point Z that we forget there is so much in between that happens between A to Z. That is where you're falling down, making a mistake, getting back up, having small wins and victories, having successes, having cheers. And then when you get to that final Z and you have finally succeeded, you can look back on that journey and look at what you've accomplished, right? To get to that end goal. You're constantly working and learning. And think about it. When you finally get to that end goal, that is years and years of practice and work that you have gotten there. And sometimes you get there and you've gotten so comfortable that it's probably time to focus on a new goal. So there will always be ups and downs. There will always be mistakes, but There's beauty in the journey and it's the journey where the discovery happens. It's the journey where I am finally learning about myself and figuring out who I am along the way. And not only that, but really trusting myself. I have wanted to live life out of the box for so long. And I look back to when I was a child and I think as a kid, I was pretty quiet a little shy, and a lot of the times I would often wonder, was I really shy because that was who I truly was, or was that the label that was given to me, and was I just living up to the label? And it's quite possible it's a combination of the two. But I allowed fear to be so much a part of my life. I allowed fear to keep me from using my voice. I allowed fear to keep me from living 
my life on my own terms. And when you do that for so long, you realize that you've got to discover who you really are. And so I have had to learn loving myself with all my imperfections, growing from my imperfections and getting to a place where I am ready to finally choose courage over fear and start using my voice. And so it took me a long time to finally find my voice and it really took becoming a speech therapist to help me find my voice. And I get choked up talking about it because I don't think many people understand the power of me becoming a speech therapist. And now shout out to all my speech therapists. And I will always cheer for the speech therapy field because these are some amazing people who do some amazing work. But becoming a speech therapist finally helped me find my voice. I went on to become a speech therapist to help children use their voice. And little did I know that becoming a speech therapist was going to help me find my voice. And I'm finally finding my voice. And I want nothing more than to help other women find their voice as well. Because our voices are beautiful. Our voices are powerful. And our voices are strong. And I want you all, amazing women, to listen to those whispers, let those whispers guide you, and take that plunge. Live your life out of the box. Create the life that you want and build your life on your terms. It's your life and you can certainly, certainly do it. So I want women to know that you can finally listen to those whispers. The fear will always be there, right? Fear will always show up, but choose courage over fear. Choose courage over fear because I define courage as doing it anyway in spite of the fear. So I'm choosing courage and doing it anyway. Courage has finally taken over. There is no growth in the comfort zone. You got to just jump. You got to just jump. Take that leap of faith and trust that the universe will open up for you in the most unimaginable way. And I am finally doing that. So please join me along for the ride. I am so excited to be doing this along with you. I am excited to cheer you on. I'm excited to see, to hear and talk about your successes and your wins. And I'm even more excited to talk about the bumps and the failures because it is in the bumps and the failures that we truly figure out who we are. And so I leave you with this question. What would you do if fear was not an option? What would you do if fear was not an option? Thank you for joining us on another episode of Mo Chats. 
check us out at www.molelifeblog.com. You can also check us out on Instagram at molelifeblog. And remember, keep living life while constantly straightening out your crown. <laughs>